Hello and welcome to Reckless Moves, a D&D podcast with a bunch of friends, family, and fools who play D&D 5th edition with some home rules you can find at recklessmoves.com. We have some awesome players. Today, we've got Birch Twigglesby, a halfling rogue. Hey, hey baby. I will call you Twig, it's fine. Thank uh, you. We, we have Crispin Emberfury, a fire genasi barbarian. Oh, yeah. Got Bryn Abilie, a elven ranger. Hi, everybody. You can't drink too much today. <laughs> okay. Good, good public service announcement. We have Grumagak, a tiefling wizard. Uh, these darn kids. Serial Ashgarden, a wild hunt cleric. How's it going, everybody? All right. Talfef Truestorm, a dwarven paladin. Ah, oh, I don't like these dark places. I'm Michael Cremine. I'm the Dungeon Master. And before we get into the recap, I do have a question for you. Um, what do you call a raging barbarian? Anything you like. You can't make listen checks while they're raging. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I need, I need All right. <laughs> In our last episode... The party, after freeing the orc slaves and prisoners, the party armed many of them to the uh, dismay of a couple characters who were distrustful and led in a rebel orction. Ah, that was uh, thanks to Twig for that one. Um, the rebel orction against the hill giants began. The orc leader, Bircher, led over 100 orcs with the NEB assaulting the giant leaders, finally slaying many of them, including Nosnra, the hill giant chieftain. After the bloodbath that was epic, um, the orcs did start to clean up and made funeral pyres for the fallen and started to clean up for their new home. After searching the facility, the NAB did find the magical chain to enable a portal. Uh, after our last episode, the party found themselves... It, at the end of our last episode, the party found themselves in an old crypt where they discovered some hidden robes revealing that they were in some facility of the Acolytes of Sul, their sworn nemesis, led by the evil Suladani, or so they believe. We resume after taking the portal. I just got... Boy, you're listening to a podcast. If you saw the look on people's faces right now... It would be awesome. Believe, oh, I hate that. <laughs> I knew you would. I mean, I, you do believe that. That's your, everything leads to that. Um, so uh, we resume after the party has taken a portal to an unknown location. Party, uh, what do you do? So, if I recall correctly, I was the first one through, followed directly by Twig. Yes, that is correct. And then followed by the rest of the party. What do we see on the other side? You see, it, um, the the room has kind of a luminescence, so the entire place does have some dim light. And um, so you can, uh, in the uh, dim light, I don't believe you have the, I don't know what your vision is for the party, but... Uh, it is under dim light, not darkness, in this entire place. So it would be whatever your vision is in dim light. Um, also, 
reminder that um, perceptions are halved in dim light in darkness. Like natural perceptions and investigations are, are cut when it's not lit. So um, Even if we have dark vision? Um, if you have dark vision, it, you may be able to... And you have um, within the sight of what you're looking at, um, you would have um, regular uh, perception and investigation. How does that work if, like, say, my weapon has dark vision out to, like, has d dark vision for double the distance that I have? Then you need to have your weapon out and um, at all times and tell me tell me that you're using it. So just to remind people in the podcast, um, uh, several party members have sentient weapons that have special abilities that were acquired earlier, and... So those weapons have capabilities. However, if you're going to use those, you have to let us know out loud that you're using those. They're, because for practical reasons, since we're on Zoom, I cannot keep track of all of them. <laughs> so you are standing here, and this is at the portal, and this is what you can see. You have about, uh, I assume you have, oh, these are the uh, five-foot squares. I assume you have... Uh, um, 120 feet of vision like normal. Um, I have 90 feet of dark vision. Uh, Christmas can see a little farther. Yeah. Um, Just so... to be clear, um, Wave has the same feature, so I'm going to take him out. I've got 120 feet of dark vision as well. Right, and I already cleared that on the map, so you can see 120 feet ahead. You come to a T, and you're, you just walked through a portal. Um, can we hear anything? Um, you don't hear anything um, from where you are, no. It seems very quiet. And is the portal lit up? Uh, it is still lit up. And it's you're, on the ground. It is on the ground, correct. You walked onto that circle and we're teleported here okay this is a uh blue circle that connected to the other the blue crystal the blue the, well you don't know uh, you, you make that assumption that well what we think the blue crystal activated right okay. for the room the room had four crystals in it and you activated the blue one so I guess we explore this, and I'll go ahead and walk. We're at the intersection, correct? You're here at the entrance, and you're—I mean, you have, if you're moving, you got to tell me you're. you're I'm normal. gonna walk up. All right, Marching. I'm gonna lead the party walking. I, I I think we should probably be stealthy. Okay, <laughs> if you're possible. going to if you're going to be uh, stealthy, I need everyone to roll a stealth check. All right. Okay. Want to get kind of an average. Um, Unless someone is terrible. Um, I got a 16. Okay, and uh, Telfeth? Uh, Telfeth. Got a natural one. Bountiful oh. lock. Bountiful lock. Ah. Uh, again. Wait, does he have disadvantage? Yeah. That, that yeah. was with yeah. disadvantage. That was with disadvantage. So so with bountiful luck, do I roll both dice again or just no, the just, one? No, just, just the, the one. one. Just the okay. one. Okay. So I got. Do so you still take the lower? Oh, I got two seventeens, so eighteen. 
Cool. Uh, 15. I got a 27. Okay. Nine. Nine! <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's your roll? I thought so, you were telling him no. So you so you have a... Yeah. <laughs> Nine! You cannot walk! <laughs> um, so, um, the... Um, uh, as you move forward, you come to a, a crossroads. Um, to the north... Um, To the north, you see a uh, 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 opening up into a what looks like a cavern. To the south, you see um, something looks like a hole in the ground. And to the east, um, at this crossroads, the south, you see a uh, tunnel that goes about 90 feet and it opens up a little bit and you see a blackness in the ground. To the north, you see um, a larger cavern out of this small five foot wide, um, and you see a pillar. To the east, um, you see into a larger room, and it looks like um, uh, a looks like a hole in the earth as well. Uh, in the stone, I should say. This is stone floor. Um, so that's that's what you see to the north uh, about a big cavern you see a pillar to the east you see uh, a walkway to what looks you can't see past that from where you are but it looks like a large chasm and to the south you see uh, a cavern opening up to what looks like a uh, small five foot square hole just okay. to be just uh, to be clear for the marching order i'm always behind top of the sun. okay so, right. Crispin, Talfeth. I'm in the middle. Wig. Oh, Serial. Um, well, oh, Twig you're in the in, middle. Twig could be in front of me. I'll be behind Twig. Okay. And then Grumagak? I think I think Grum is uh, in the front. Yeah, yeah Grum, I'm going to be at the very front. And I'm going to be right behind. Okay. Um, All right. So, upon seeing this, I instantaneously turn north. Okay. And... I go. Wait, what? 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 What'd you say? Well, uh, I don't know. I just, I just have a gut feeling about this place. Where are you going, Grom? Do you, you know this place well? Mm, I've seen much about this, but I think I did read like a paragraph on it. Where did you read this? Like I said, the Library of Greyhawk. I told you I've been studying in the search for Frostraiser for years. I'm just going to continue walking while yeah. saying this. Twig just shrugs his shoulders and follows. Um, yeah, you see a large room um, with, uh, it opens up and then there is a 10, uh, 15, a 10 foot wide um, tunnel going east. There are two pillars in this room um, around, by the way, around this, there is some debris, like, um, you don't know if it was from an earthquake or a construction or something, but the entire place has debris, um, a little bit on the floor. Um, these pillars are load-bearing. They are floor to ceiling. The ceilings in this place are, um, um, 10 foot tall in the, in the small hallways, and they open up to 20 feet tall in the larger room. 
And these walls are luminescent a little bit. I don't, you don't know what it is. I don't think you've touched the walls or investigated, but it seems to be some dim light from the entire, through what, the entire place. What are um, those two little I'm... circle things again? On the... Those are pillars. Pillars? Yeah, those are floor-to-ceiling pillars that appear to be load-bearing. You do see some debris around those pillars. How tall? How tall are they? Uh, 20 feet. 20 feet? Okay. Um, I'm going to take uh, Whelm out, and I'd like to see if he uh, sees any kind of secret doors or anything. Whelm goes, I don't detect anything here. It seems just like a regular room. Hey, Black Razor, do you see any creatures around us? What does Black Razor detect and how far? Uh, within 60 feet of us? He detects anything tiny or larger. He does not detect anything in this room. All right, I'm going this to room take... Is, this room is 50 by, like, 70. It's a pretty big room. It just seems like there's been... Some, these pillars are, you know... They look newer than the environment. All right, I'm going to take a quick look around the room, just see if there's anything else to see. Can I then... the debris? Like, what sure. type of debris is on the Sure. Uh, Grumagak, roll a perception, and All right. Bryn, roll an investigation check if you're... Uh, that would be a nat 20. <clears throat> is this you... um? Go ahead. Oh, is this a, um underdark still terrain? It is. Okay, is... so I do get advantage. Okay, so that was investigation 18. Um, you, Grumagak, you do perceive on the ground to the north that there appears to be some kind of, it's almost exactly the same color as the floor, but there looks to be some kind of a, a substance that is very thin that is over um these uh there's a square like 20 by um 50 foot area and a couple near the pillar and it's very very well it's so disguised that without that natural 20 i don't think you would have noticed um it's you must have just been squatting down and looking around and noticed the subtle <laughs> difference in the height all right um, what when, the, I, uh, when I, when I, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, and Bryn, um, you notice that the debris is, ex it looks like if you look up it, that there's some cracks that perhaps something happened in this room and those pillars are newer than the room. So those pillars were added to support something that either an earthquake or something cracked. Um, you don't know why, but the, there's definitely, those are, debris has definitely fallen from the ceiling. You can see where those small pieces would fit even. Okay, I reiterate that to the group. Okay. Okay, and... well, uh, upon finding this uh, substance thing, I'm going to uh, go, all right, everybody stand back. There's something here. And I'm going to use my mage hand to sweep it aside. Um, as you sweep it aside, it puffs up, and a, each uh, spot that you touch comes up to a, uh, like a little cloud it floats a few feet up in the air um, off where the mage hand went. Nothing like else you there? Just, 
No, nothing underneath it. It just uh, appears like this this kind of green cloud is floating. Mm. All right. Doesn't look like there's anything else in here. I'd like to go to the border of the hallway and look down it. Are you going around this substance then? Yeah, around it. I'm not going through that. I, I look over to uh, Crispin and I say, maybe we want to burn this stuff away. I'll try it. I'll use. Um, Wait, before you do that, hold on. Uh, maybe we should like not try to burn down the whole town or or you know room or well, whatever. It's it. This is if this is mold or something. You don't want to step in it, or if it's hiding a a, a, a pit or something, we we want that gone. Does anybody know what it is? Yeah. Do does anyone know like? what this actually is before we, I don't know, light it on fire and cause an explosion or something. I use my mage hand and I reach over and try and grab a clump of whatever it is. You can't really grab it. As soon as your mage hand touches it, just the same as Grumagak, what you touch, it floats in the air a few feet every square you touch. There doesn't appear to be anything underneath it. It's just floating there as if... um, Hmm. Uh, it does start to settle a little bit after very slowly it starts to settle after being disturbed. I mean, I could uh, still burn it, guys, if you think that that's the right thing to do. Oh, well, it just looks like some old dungeon dust, whatever that is. Or probably some sort of monster or something. It's a trap. Or just walk around it. Yeah, that's there is There is a space to walk around it. And you are still trying to be stealthy. All right, I'm going to walk around it and start heading down the hallway then. Okay. As you turn the hallway um, toward the east out of this room, you, you see ahead of you a uh, what looks like maybe a crypt with a... There are uh, two closed coffins and one open coffin on a raised dais. Uh, so as you turn the corner, you would see... I'm clearing the map for you. So in the corners, there are of this larger room, which has 20-foot ceilings, same construction. And in the, to this, to the, um, in the center of this is a raised dais with two closed coffins and one open coffin. Hey guys, it looks like there's some coffins down here. I don't uh, I want to do a quick, um eyes of the grave and just see if there's anything undead that's around us within 60 feet uh i assume you're standing at the entrance to the room yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. without like give me a give me a indication of how far you are from the coffins um because that's 30 feet 40 50 60 would be across the room I, i'm just checking like yeah from where your cursor is that's kind of where i am and i'm just looking across the room Okay, you do detect undead in the two coffins that are closed. Oh, if they're covered in full, I don't. Uh, if they're if they're obscured by full cover, I wouldn't. Uh... Good clarification. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, um, either they're por- there's they're porous, or. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, okay, 
if they if they are protected by a divination magic or uh blah, 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 blah. yeah okay cool um there's undead in those two coffins uh I'm not sure why I can see them but they're there so uh probably want to be careful very well let's continue so we're not going to deal with these guys I mean I want to but if we don't have to in terms of safety and whatnot uh, but I, I could really want to well I don't want to upset the party but I have something I can do Grum's already done it before but I can do it too what's that I take out a red dragon scale and uh, I hold it up and I I can I can cause a, a big wall of flame to go down right across those two uh, those two uh, coffins it would engulf both of them I mean I don't know if you want to waste that here well I'm not I'm not the primary spellcaster am I but you know what I I, I just I, I can do something you know if you want or we can just deal with if they if they notice us we're kind of going to be at a disadvantage. If they notice us, they notice us. Undead are my specialty. Okay, let's fine. Go. Let's go. All right. Um, um, I I could shoot the wand of web over the caskets to prevent them from to prevent them from uh, reaching us. I don't know, Talvith. Do you think that's a little premature? I mean, I've never really been premature at anything, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I stroke my beard. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what you're stroking. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. My beard. Yes. Leave that um, wand alone. Well, either way, we're going to either deal with him or sneak past him. I say let's not deal with him if we don't have to. Okay. If they come up behind us. If they come up behind us, tell you what, I'll stay in the back while you guys go, and I'll just watch out for them. So you are attempting to go, where are you walking uh, in this? This is a, you know, 60 by... 80 room with four pillars in the corners. Let's stay outside the border of those. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Let's stay outside the border of those uh, four <laughs> pillars. Maybe, you, maybe you, they would be less likely to, um, well, notice us that way. Is Sarah riding her broom? Yes. Okay. All right, so Whatever, you, walk, I'm already you, walk, you walk to the outside of those pillars in the corners of this large chamber. Um, you have two closed coffins and one open coffin um, at dais. 
as you walk around the outside, you see this other... Uh, it opens into a uh, hallway. And from your vantage point, as you go here, you can see it, the hallway continues forward into what looks like an alar beginning of a larger chamber. And to the south, there is also an opening that you can see from your as you are at the other side of this large cavern with the coffins behind you with Serial taking up the rear guard. Alright, I walk forward and I look down the southern hallway. Uh, okay, you walk forward and then the southern hallway, you, it opens up into a, a circular, kind of looks like a circular chamber and from your point of view, you can see that there are two other pillars and you see a mist uh, between those, like near the uh, pillar on the west. So again, you're, you're exiting a large chamber. Behind you are two closed coffins and one open coffin. You see to the south of you a mist floating around the second pillar. Didn't uh, those vampires we fought back in Tomokon turn to mist? Yes. Oh, I, do. I don't like this. Roll a... Uh, Perception, Serial, and Grumagat, because you're in the lead. This is have to be an active perception, because in dim light. Uh, that's a 15. Okay. 24. You roll the 24? I rolled a 24. You hear a small creaking noise behind you, Serial. Uh, oh, turn around. And a hand comes, as the lid of one of the coffins lifts up, a hand comes out. I need you guys to roll initiative. Hmm. Great. Okay. Ready when you are. All right. Um... Twig. 20. Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Back, back. Just give me a second. One second. I have to... Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, Non-natural non 20. Okay. Telfeth. That's 17. Bryn. 21. Crispin. 14. Serial. 16. And Grumagak. Nine. Nine. All right. Um, so as you move forward, the mist forms into a very attractive male who thrusts forwards and attacks Grumagak. I need you to... Okay. He's gonna try to hit you first. 
Um, does a 15 hit? I cast shield, so no, it doesn't. Ah, is that a reaction? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Okay, so he leaps forward and he goes to take a strike at you, and he just, his hand almost connects and reaches an invisible barrier that suddenly appears and doesn't quite reach the skin. Um, so, um, he is also, he looks at the party and sees, oh, Serial's around the corner from him. Um, so, the... All right, right in front, he would probably go after Crispin. Does a 17 hit? Nope. All right. So, um, for for his last action, he is uh, he stares at Crispin, and I need you to roll a Wisdom saving throw. So that's a fifteen. Okay, you've you've you're suddenly you feel like this, this guy is. He doesn't look like an enemy at all. He he seems like he seems like he's your friend, and you want to defend him and protect him. Okay. Um. Now, you aren't gonna. He's not, you don't feel compelled to fight your friends, but you feel compelled to protect him. So in your movement, you would move to protect this, uh, this vampire. Okay. All right, uh, Bryn, and then Twig. Okay, so can I see the vampire from where I am? I was right in front of Sariel. Uh, you can. I assume what happened is as you turn that corner as a party, uh, Serial would be in the back here, and you are here, so you would have a vantage point over the back and the front from your from your vantage point because you were second to last in order. Now, do I see? I can see the vampire. Do I see any of the skeletons coming out or creature coming out of the coffin? You uh, thus far, you only see a hand coming out. A hand. Okay. Yeah. All it right. doesn't appear skeletal. I should be specific. It looks like a a humanoid hand with very long fingernails. Ooh, lovely. Kind of. Um, you notice they're kind of pointed too. Okay. Like filed to a point. Ooh. Alrighty. Um, I am going to cast um, Hunter's Mark. on the vampire. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have, uh, just like last time, the um, sharpshooter feat. I'm just going to say that every shot I take is sharpshooter. All right, sounds and good. I take my minus uh, for the modifier on there so I can add the damage. So the first one is a 17 to hit. Your arrow flies and it hits it. He's a... Uh... You know, he's not wearing armor, he's wearing clothing, and it just seems to just penetrate the skin. Nice. 
So that is a two, two, three, nine, uh, and then plus a d8 for my deadly ambusher. Um, so that's 11, 21 damage. Very nice. The arrow burrows in. And he looks a little bit irritated by that. Ooh. Okay, well, I shoot him again. <laughs> Just because he's irritated. So that's an 18 to hit. Um, and that's 7, 10, 20 damage. Very nice first round. Two arrows go piercing into his skin. Nice. Um, and then... I'm actually going to stay where I am. I'm going to stay where I am. So no movement. All right. Sounds good. Um, uh, Twig, you are um, in the middle of the pack, so you have a good view of this guy who is about uh, 25 feet ahead of you. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to hide behind Talpeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, then I am going to uh, cast... Uh, Hmm. I'm going to cast uh, Chromatic Orb. I'm going to take out uh, my, my gold, my diamond, my and uh, hold it and cast it at him. All right, since you uh, are... This is, the, this is the one who is uh, got uh, Crispin under thrall. I'm, I'm attacking. Yes, that, that's a fair statement. Okay. Okay, so, and that is going to be fire damage. And... That is a 22 to hit. Uh, the, the fire damage? Yes. Um, it seems to have... Um, it seems to hurt him. Um, what is the total, 20? No, the, the total damage is... Yeah, 20. 20 and, damage. And, and it's fire. It's fire, yes. I get to choose the type of damage. It, it uh, so... Uh, not only is he shot with a couple arrows, but he gets pierced with fire, and those those flesh the fletching and the wood of the arrows also is on fire. So he's he seems to be burning his flesh right at that heat point of the two arrows. Anything cool. else? And, uh, uh, movement or action? Uh, no, just uh, I'm just going to stay where I am, and uh, I'll just say. Crispin, what's wrong with you? And then uh, that's it. My turn is over. Okay. Um, out of uh, this, uh, the coffin flips open, and out of the coffin, you see, it doesn't necessarily look like, you see a, a, a woman. She doesn't appear to be, like, ghoulish or zombie. The skin is very bright. It looks almost elvish um, that is coming out of the, the center coffin. Oh, uh, uh, boy. And uh, since it is opening the coffin and its its turn was to open the, the coffin, there is uh, some movement and so that, that creature does move 30 feet closer uh, to you. Uh, that's not good. I'll and, be right there. Okay. Yep. And 
Is she right in front of me, or like... she is right in front of you? Because I I know you looked back when you heard that sound. Yeah. Um. Uh, reaches out and just try slaps his hands together, and I need you to do a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is a 20, not natural. Oh, so in your head, you feel like she was trying to get you to, to come over here and come into the coffin. Um, but you resist realizing that this is just maybe not the right time to get into a small box with a woman. Mm. Um, <laughs> you resist the, the, uh, hand and she goes, ah. Fine. And so now you see all of a sudden a little blurring of her being and now three of her appear mm. uh, in front of you. All right. All right. Uh, Telfeth True Storm. That is her turn. Okay, um, question for you. Is Whelm considered a heavy weapon? That's a great question. I don't think so. Uh, let me look real quick. Sure. Well, that's very in character for Telfeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a versatile weapon, so it is not. It is not a heavy weapon. It's a warhammer. It is a single-handed warhammer, so it is not a heavy weapon. Okay, so it's not considered heavy. Okay, dang. Oh, I wanted to do something. Okay. Anyway, um, so. I'm going to... How far away is this uh, vampire from me? So I'm the third one back. Um, 20 feet. That's 20 feet? All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw Whelm at this guy. All right. So Talfeth throws Whelm. Soars through the air. Natural 20. Clocks the vampire right straight in the chest. Ooh! And you you hear this painful moan suddenly escape. Um, what would be the total damage for a critical with uh, max, max for Whelm? For Whelm, um, it'd be... So it's a D8. So that'd be 16 plus an extra D8 because I threw it. Okay, so that's 32. So 32 um, plus my modifier, which is 9, so 41. Wow. Okay. Um, this creature who suddenly reached out and attacked um, is now, with this blow to the chest, you see this black substance start oozing out where the impact wound happened. So, and it, it does actually... The fire seems to be tamped out. It hit it so hard. These arrows are charred 
sticking into two places in his pectoral muscles. Ooh, nice. <laughs> All right, so, um, and then for my second attack, I'm gonna do it again. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh... Why break a working model? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> And I predict Bryn's going to shoot things with arrows. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I might. We'll see. Some things just should be. Okay, that one was also very high. Um, it was tw- uh, 32. Does 32 damage? No, 32 to hit. Uh, yes, I mean, Does he's wearing... Does that hit? <laughs> um, they're powerful, yeah. but they're not wearing... This guy is not wearing armor. I have to be obnoxious, so 12 plus... 19 damage. 19? Yes. This guy, the two impacts push him. He actually backs up five feet, which means whoever, who is in front? Grimagak. Grimagak, you have an opportunity attack. I don't know if you have a Warcaster or you can have an opportunity attack with a weapon. because it, I it, don't it, have Warcaster, but I will uh, wrap him with my walking staff. Okay. I don't wrap him with my walking staff. You're just you're just so unused to physical combat as a wizard. You 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 go what clink and you just basically try to stab him in his foot and he moves his foot quickly out of the way. All right, out of the second uh, coffin, you do see um, another. The coffin blows open. The lid flies five feet away across the room, and a guy stands up. This guy's wearing plate mail and starts moving toward the noise. Uh, He cannot engage in combat physically um, because he uh, loses half of his movement to get out of here. So he gets out of the coffin, and he starts moving toward the party, and... um, he just yells, mortals, mortals. <laughs> All right. Serial, Crispin, and Grimagak. In that order, Serial. Okay, so... That vampire's still there at the bottom, right? He is, he is. He has been shot with two arrows. He's been set at the... Set, had a firebolt hit him, and or, or an orb hit him that, that did fire. Hmm. There's no way I can get within 15 feet of both of them, can I? Um, no. You hmm. could move back, passing the two other um, beings. Hmm. Hmm. No, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to cast, uh, Summon Celestial Spirit. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to cast, I can cast it within 90 feet of me. So I'm actually going to cast it, like, at the head of this T section, so I can get a visual on everybody. Oh, all right. Um, I'll add a, uh... The Celestial Spirit goes after me in the initiative order. All right. After me in the initiative order. So uh, as soon as your turn ends, he will act. Yeah. At your uh, direction. Yep. What did you uh, What did you summon? I summoned the uh, Avenger. So it's got a bow. So this celestial being appears. How big is this? 
It's a large, a large celestial. Oh, a wow. So this massive celestial being that looks a little like cereal that comes out and appears has a bow already drawn back, ready for an attack. Um, Looking around, waiting for direction. My turn is going to... I'm going to command it to uh, attack the vampire and attack the one in front of me uh, on its turn. Um, and the closer one. The closer one in front of me, and then okay. the vampire all the way down where the, everybody else has been wailing on. Got it. So you're attacking... You're- in order, you're attacking those. Okay. Yes. Um, and then uh, I still have movement, and I am going to actually try to force an opportunity attack. I'm going to take a step back, so I'm sort of my my celestial's in front of me, basically. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a step back. All right. You're going to chance an opportunity attack to step back, is what you're saying. Yes. How far back are you going? Uh, just right behind my on the to the right of the star. There you go. Okay, to the behind your your summon celestial. Yes. Yes. So and he is much larger than you, so you are definitely behind at least three quarter cover. Yeah. Um, the opportunity attack. He he reaches out and almost falls down in the in disorientation, seeing this large being. Like, went to sleep, swing at you, and whoa, whoa! And the large being appeared just in time to avoid that attack. All right. Um, so then immediately it's its turn. Uh, so it's got a plus seven to hit. Uh, I rolled a uh, seven. Uh, t- uh, t- uh, 20, 22 to hit. For the, 22 to hit, okay. For the one that was in front of me. Um, uh, so that's, uh, 2d6 plus 7. Okay, hold on. Let me roll damage. Uh, that is, uh, 13 points of radiant damage. Wow, okay. Uh, and then on the vampire, uh, let's roll. Wait, hold on a second. You attack the one... The one in front of me first. In front of you. The one in front of you, um, uh, I'm going to see, because remember, there are three of them in front of you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so... Okay. So, you... The, the Celestial hits one, and it actually hits... Mm, you hear a impact. Ooh. Uh, you don't know if that is... The real one, or a real one, or an illusory one. Yeah, but, that's um, fine. But it took how much was it? Uh, it took uh, thirteen points of radiant damage. Radiant. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Let me roll for the vampire. Natural twenty for the vampire. Ooh. Uh, so that's 2d6. So that's, that's... His, that's its second attack, correct? Yeah, that's its second attack. So that's 2d6, so that's 12, so that's 24, um, plus 7. So that's 31 points of radiant damage. Uh, call your shot. Oh, uh, I'm just, the Celestial's just gonna aim 
uh, straight between the eyes. So, what? Right in front of Crispin, this vampire who's been shot, burned, slammed twice with Whelm, and a few seconds later gets a celestial arrow right through the heart. The celestial arrow actually doesn't have permanent form. He drives him backwards. He has a hole in his head. The arrow filters away, and he falls down backwards. And it is radiant damage, just FYI. I understand. Okay. Uh, and um, that's my Celestial's turn, and now that's it. All right. Um, now it's Serial's turn, right? No, oh, no, no. no, no, no. After, yeah, Crispin, Crispin, then Grimagak. Yeah. Okay, so am I free now, then? You are. This, okay. this, well, this one has fallen down. Uh, um, so then I'm no longer charmed. So when it when it fell down, you guys have seen this before. He he turns into a mist. Um, uh, and starts floating, looking around here. Uh, goes behind the mist. Goes behind this pillar. Okay, so I am going to um, do I even know that there's a fight going on around the corner in the hall? Oh yes, you, okay, awesome. th- you definitely hear this. This is not quiet. Okay, I'm going to ask Black Razor to ca- cast haste on me. All right, Black then Razor goes. I'm, oh, go do it. Okay, but I know you can't hit, so. I'm going to put you away for a minute. I'm going to put him in my sheath. Pull out... Yeah, pull out my great axe. And then that should give me 80 feet of movement to get up to the the first creature. Uh, Well, there's three of them. So you're going to have to pick... You'll you'll hit and you'll see which one of those maybe... um, Yep, you could pick one. Okay. Left, Left, right, or center. I will pick the one in the center. All right. And so that is a 23 to hit. Uh, That does strike. And so that will be six. Uh, That's 14 damage. Okay. So... uh... It suddenly you hit really hard with this axe and it just and disappears. So you're now there are only two. Okay. I will take my second action to hit or the second attack. Now it's just left and right. I'll hit the one on the left. Okay. That's a twenty-eight to hit. This this great axe just slams through. What's your damage? Uh, 19 damage. So, this time, you strike through, and you actually feel an impact, and you see a strike and a slash go across the chest of this uh, female form. Just how rude. Okay, and then I'm going to use my third attack action. And that is another, let's see, that is a uh, 24 to hit. Uh, yes, and how much damage? Uh, 13 damage. 
Alright. Nice, nice, nice round. Um, at the end of uh, your turn, the one from behind runs up very quickly. Um, the one that, the one of aggression plate mail runs up and stands just to the by the celestial and tries to attack uh serial does a celestial get an opportunity attack uh moved into moved into his um area but no and actually if it did it might have a disadvantage but oh, okay. hold on during this action there it does not provoke opportunity attack specifically. Okay. This 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 is a special kind of movement. It did not does not provoke opportunity attack. Um, and um, the vampire reaches back. And with a great sword tries to strike at Serial. A twenty-seven. It's uh, you take um, eleven slashing damage. Okay. I use my reaction to give him. Oh wait, never mind. I can't. Sorry. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. After Crispin Grumagak. All right, uh, so as a necromancer, do I understand what the uh, vampire just did? I'm not sure I understand the question. Maybe. So, like, like the, the vampire guy on the south, he turned into mist, and then the mist went behind a pillar. Yes, you, you do recognize that every time you fought a vampire, they tr you've done this before, and from... Even though you weren't with the party, you have fought vampires before. You know when they go to, to death, they don't die. They turn into mist and try to go back to their resting place. If they can't get back to their resting place within a certain amount of time, it is true death. All right. Uh, let me see if I have anything to prevent that. <laughs> uh, roll. roll. Uh, I, I will tell you this. Uh, Roll a um, roll a history check and see if you've learned something. Uh, that's a fourteen. Pretty bad roll there. You, in your research in Greyhawk, you do remember, um, or maybe it's something that you heard a story of. You seem to recall if you destroy the resting place, they can't rest there. And every Excellent. vampire has one resting place. Excellent. All right, so I'm going to use my movement to run down there. And do I see, like, the resting place sort of thing? Um, you, uh, whoops. Uh, you don't, but you do see more of the room. Please stand by. Interface trouble for the DM. Uh, sorry, Potters. Uh, 
you see a room and, that, and there's two pillars. So you notice that this, these are all support, this is a common theme, these are supporting pillars for what must have been dug out of a, carved out of a, um, an area. And around the outside of this is a, a little raised um, area. It looks like there must have been, like people could sit around the outside and watch something going on in the middle. That's what you're seeing, like a, like a viewing, a bench around the outside where people could sit and watch what's going on. Uh, the mist is hiding behind this pillar but you do not see a coffin or anything, and nor do you see any kind of cracks in this uh, area where a mist could fit through. Hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right. What do I have? What do I have? <laughs> I, I'm trying to see if I have something that like targets an area. I don't. But you uh, don't. Um. Hmm. And I don't see any sort of resting place sort of thing. All right. Uh, well, in that case, I'm going to use a bonus action to summon a shadow blade in my hand. All right. And I'm going to hold an action for when he reforms. I'm going to attack him. All right. Sounds great. Um... Very so that'll be held and it, it, w it will use a reaction should that occur before your turn. Otherwise, on your turn, no yes. loss unless that unless that is a spell slot and the spell slot would be lost. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, top of the round uh, is Bryn because the burst in action is now in the mist form. It'll be Bryn and Twig. Um, has the mist moved any direction from where it, he's It been? hasn't. It's just be, it seems to be hiding behind a pillar. Just hiding. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, and then we've got two of these guys that are like one. I'm um, trying to see which one's me. The one um, you are uh, right behind the celestial. Okay. And right. uh, the celestial basically is a large creature, and just to the south of that, you are standing there, and, and you see Serial to your right, being attacked by a plate-wearing monster. A plate-wearing monster. Okay. Alrighty. Um, I am going to. Um, I'm going to move my hunter's mark. To which one? Um, to the the there so you see two females uh-huh and then the plate wearing monster right yes okay i'm gonna move it to the plate person okay and <laughs> um, are you still using sharpshooter yes all right still use sharpshooter okay um so that is a 17 to hit you, uh, um, the arrow flies and it just pings off the plate. Crap. Um, so it almost hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to do my second shot. You guys know plate mail without a shield is armor class 18. You know that from lots of fighting and knowing how hard armor is. 
So this one should probably hit, so that's a 22 to hit. Oh, it pierces through the plate mail. That's right. You just aim your, <laughs> aim your a little bit to the left. Um, just, a, the, just, 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 just a little. Just a wee bit. Um, <laughs> so that's um, 21 damage. Oh, very nice. He looks shocked, like unused to being hit by flying arrows. Anything else? Um, I'm actually going to... I'm going to try to climb up the wall. So All right. Walk up the wall and just kind of perch on the edge so I have more of like a, a down shot at them. Okay, so these are uh, in the hallways. Let's just, uh, for this whole area, since you turned north and came into this zone, if you will, um, the ceilings are all 20 feet because they all have pillars and the hallways appear to be this they're, they're about the same height so i'm gonna go up about 15 feet okay sounds good so you're perched above 15 feet up i'm just hey. thinking how far a great sword can reach all right hey hey mike quick yes. quick thing uh i remembered i had to roll a concentration check for taking damage uh so just so like I'm honest. I rolled a uh, I rolled a twenty one. Okay. Thank you so for thank you for second. saying that. So the this the, this big celestial stays in combat. Uh, anything else, uh, Bryn? Nope, that's it. All right. Birch twinkles me. Okay, so I make a dash. No, well, well. Okay, so I'm not, I'm just I'm just going to run and slide underneath the the vampire's legs who's wearing plate armor so that I'm behind him. There is not enough room behind him. He is you so, so I can't flank him. You can share space with uh friendly, you can't share space with an enemy. Okay, so I'm going to... Can I get on the other side of him so that I'm flanking using the Celestial? I can't use that. You could... No, the, his back is to the wall. You're not going to get flanking on this guy. Uh, okay. But I mean, I, you, can I, get I, you can get next to him to attack, and you would have... You, would, you can either have melee or range sneak attack, for sure, because yeah, there, no, there are no two... advantage. But what's that? No advantage, because I can't flank. That's okay. But yeah, you get your sneak attack. I still got my sneak attack, yeah. Uh, what, you're attacking the one with plate? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Do it. Okay. All what right. are you attacking with and where are you? I'm attacking with my rapier, plus one. Okay. Not, not wave. No. All right. That is a 25 to hit. And uh, I'm going to also cast Booming Blade. And that is 12, 14, uh, 19, 24, 25 damage. Uh, 25 damage. Eight of that is lightning damage or thunder damage, rather. Or, uh, no, wait. Um, what, was the, what was the to hit? I'm sorry. It was 25 to hit. All right, and damage was? Uh, 25. Wow. That's your, wow. 
That's and a, I, well, no, I, I used my bonus action to cast Booming Blade. So, yeah. So, yeah, I can't. I don't have anything else. So. All right. Uh, fantastic. Um, the. The female who's just been perhaps revealed by Crispin, who has been hitting, seeming to hit very hard. Um, did she uh, have to roll concentration for her duplicate? I did. I did roll. Okay. And she, she did pass. Yes. Well, um, it, it, um, I'm, I'm sorry. But to be specific, that spell that she cast did not require concentration. Well, but I am uh, doing something else. Um, she... Uh... All right. She looks around quickly. Um, looks at Crispin. And, uh, Crispin, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. The Constitution saving throw. That's eighteen. All right. Um, you uh, you did pass, which will make this much less painful. Um, uh, you so suddenly this black energy leaps from her fingers. These tendrils reach out and start, and this kind of evil blight tries to take a hold of you and infiltrate your soul. Oh, I know what that is. You you recognize the appearance of the spell as blight. That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You've actually you as it's coming out you're like, "Oh no, I know what this is." <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to use this. Uh, cuz it's a lot easier. Thank you, D&D Beyond. <laughs> uh you wow you since you take half you take um 22 necrotic damage okay but darn my temporary hit that doesn't even dent your temporary hit points <laughs> well the man she doesn't know that i know he's like she oh. like cast it and like it didn't seem to do anything to his being. And she's just like, her eyes widen a little bit as she realizes this little barbarian might be tougher than he looks. All right. Talfeth, True Storm. Then the plate wearer. And then Cyril, Crisp, and Grumagak. What are you doing, Talfeth? Okay, so... Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, so to flank the plate wearing person with twig or with twig. Yeah. The way we do um, flanking is, is you have to be across side. from them. Um, yeah. So twigs on the one side. So can I flank on the other? You can flank other. with twig now that you're on the side. Yeah, like, I'd like to go. Now ahead. that Twig is there, you can get flanking on that side. 
Um, because you are directly, that's the rule, you're directly across from. All right, so I'm going to go there, and I'm going to, um, let me just make sure I'm doing this right. Right, so I'm going to swing at that guy. And that's a, what is it, 21 to hit, and so that's a 15 um, damage, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually do Divine Smite as I hit him. Oh, okay, so that's extra damage. Yeah, so I expel, I expend one spell slot and I deal 2d8 extra radiant damage wow. to the target. Okay. Um, plus an extra D8 for undead. Oh, very nice. Divinity against undead is a nice feature. So that's five plus that's nine, twelve, an extra twelve damage. So what's the total? Twelve, twelve radiant damage, and fifteen um, bludgeoning damage. All right. Um. Um. This guy that came out of the grave with such fierceness and moved with such alacrity suddenly gets hit by this very powerful warhammer and from behind, and you can see blood coming out from the wound as Talfeth strikes with the, the little pointy part of, well, right in his back. A little pointy part. Yes. All right. Well, and it does I'm have a little pointy to... part. It's got a <laughs> warhammer part and a pointy part. And I'm, I'm going to do it again. So that is a. You're rolling with advantage, right? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> roll a second. Roll, roll, a, roll a second one to see if you get a natty. Okay. No, I did not get a natural. Do you want me to uh, for the first one for the first? Nope. Hit? It's already, it's already done. done. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, that's okay because this one is. We're moving onward, but. (laughs) How much damage? Or 29 to hit. And then um, I'm actually going to do it again with the Divine Smite. Wow, okay. Spell one more slot. And uh, let's roll all the damage. Wait, can you do that again because it uses a spell? No, I don't think you can. It it says expel one. When you hit with a melee weapon, you expel one spell slot to deal. It's a special. Oh, okay. Not a. It's not casting a spell. No. Yeah, it's not no. casting a spell. It's using right. a spell slot to channel divinity through the weapon. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but, but good note. That normally it would not, but in this case, it's using a spell slot for that um, feature. Seven, eight. 10, so it's 11 bludgeoning damage and an extra 10 radiant damage. This guy, two strikes, and you just see this blood start seeping out of these two wounds on his back as he grimaces, throwing his elbows back and screams up in the air in rage. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, the end of your turn... He is irate. He is going to try to um, both hit you with his greatsword. Um, at the end of 
this is not his action yet, uh, but at the end of your turn, uh, he turns and strikes Talfeth in rage, and uh, 24? It hits. Okay. Um, Wait, great sword. Is he within five feet of me? He is. Um, Is he? I thought you're next to the other one. I am next to him. Yeah, right there. Yeah, Crispin's right next. There are four of you within five feet, so he is. No, uh, no, he was he was attacking the other one, not not the big guy, right? Because the celestials. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's correct. Yeah, you were you were to the left. Yeah, I forgot to move your icon. I apologize. Yep, you are here. Well, you moved me. I was behind my. So there's only only uh, only um um. Oh, Crispin was. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Crispin right. was there. He's here, and I'm behind my celestial. And that's not great for the podcast, but yeah. Now we know where everyone is standing. <laughs> All right. So is that a no? I'm not within five feet. You are not within five feet. You are ten feet okay. away. Sorry, I just right. was like so. <laughs> um, you take. Uh, Talfeth takes. Wow. Um... Uh, 15 slashing damage. And he's also going to try to bite you. Um, and that was just kind of a reaction to what you just did and tries to turn and bite. The shield comes up and in Durgan and shield, these small bite marks now appear. Might need to polish that later. <gasps> you dented my shiny. Now he is going to attack in his turn with the greatsword. Um, 26, that hits. That is another, let's see. 14 slashing damage. It's rolling at disadvantage, right? Um, I did roll. That was okay. the lower roll. Oh, man. Um, That's good. That's the lower roll. The, um... How much damage is that? Um, 14. 14 damage, okay. Um, is now going to, again, try to bite Talfeth. Again, tries to bite. The shield throws up, knocks his head upward, and... Well, goes, yeah, that's right. Don't mess with my guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, he is surrounded. He's not having a great day. Serial Crispin Grumagak. Okay, so for my action, uh, I am going to... I'm not sure how everyone's doing. So I am going to... Where is the spell? I just had it. Uh, I'm going to cast, um, oh, it's a bonus action. Oh, sweet. Uh, as my bonus action, I'm going to cast, uh, Mass Healing Word on everybody. Ah, okay. So everyone within 60 feet. Which is everybody. Uh, so that's not much, but it's something. Uh, everybody recovers, um, eight hit points. Okay, I think Talfeth recovers. Including myself. Uh-huh. So 
Um, that's my bonus action. Um, for my verbal, I'm going to tell um, my uh, guardian or my celestial spirit to uh, again, once again, attack the. I'm going to tell it to fly and move, uh, and then attack the plate, and then attack the other one. So first it's attack, just moving up far enough away so you don't have disadvantage on the ranged attack. Correct, yes. Got it. It, it, it can fly, so it's just going to fly above us. Okay. Um, uh, that'll be on its turn when it All does right. that. So not yet. Uh, and then for my action, I am going to uh, look at the... Uh, the one, the one that duplicated herself. Yes. And I'm going to cast, as a cantrip, I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame. All right. So dex saving throw 17. Well, for, which one are you attacking? The, uh, not the plate, the other one. We got it. Um, you, um, they failed and you hit the right one. Oh, nice. Uh, she takes... Uh, oh, not much. Uh, 11 points of radiant damage. That's not bad for a cantrip. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I am actually going to take a step down the hallway where Gurmagek is. So I'm going to move slightly down. Okay, that guy is going to take an opportunity to attack against you. Perfect. Okay, when he takes that opportunity attack, I'm going to use my reaction. <clears throat> I'm going to use my reaction because I have protection. Okay, so, one okay. thing at a time. Hold on. Let us let me get the uh, uh, vampire's opportunity attack. No, no, he rolls a disadvantage. And... Oh. That's oh, protection. got it. Yeah, he rolls oh, a disadvantage. Oh, so a natural 20 becomes a 11. <laughs> yeah, doesn't hit. Well, actually... And, natural 20, I would, I would undo it. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Uh, it happened first, so the protection flies. Um, anything else? You're uh, doing, so it's another reaction. Someone else is doing something when they moved? Nope, nope. Okay. Uh, that was it. And then okay. it's the Celestial's turn. So the Celestial moves and doesn't take a reaction because I used it up on my turn. Right. Uh, and then if the first attack is going to be the plate guy. So that's a plus seven to hit. So let me roll. Uh, uh, that's a 19. So I believe this that is Another Celestial arrow pierces. It just kind of passes through the plate mail without making a hole. Uh, but you, that is... Ooh. 17 points of radiant damage. He is, he is not only with real arrows, he is hurting from two strikes to his back from a, the pointy end of a Warhammer from Talfeth. And now this magical arrow pierces through. Um, he is so badly hurt. The second one is going to be the one with the clone. Okay. Uh, I rolled a uh, plus seven. Uh, uh, tw uh, no, uh, uh, 19. Yes. Uh, so that, um, that, she was wearing cloth, so, but... Did I, ma did I manage to hit the right one? You, you did. Okay, so that's another 2d6. It's a 50-50, and you've succeeded twice. Uh, so, uh, uh plus, uh, is, uh, 11, plus 7 is, um, 18, 18 points... Uh, 
radiant damage. All right. Um, at the end of your turn, is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my Celestial's turn, yes. Yes, okay. So at the end of that, the... Um, the out of one of this... Um, One of the two of the the um, female caster um, disappears from sight. Just is now not seen. All right, Crispin. All right, so I will go ahead and swing at the one that is seen since I'm right there. Yep. Good call. Uh, that is a 27 to hit. And it does hit. And no matter, I know your minimum damage. So as you strike with your great axe, correct? Yes. As you strike with your great axe, it just slices through and it just seems to slice air as this other uh, image disappears. So now okay. you, you know there's only one that you can't see at the moment. All right, well, since I can't see her, I'm going to just go straight for the big guy in the armor. All right, you're moving in. There's room to move. Okay. okay. You can pass through the large. It's flying. Yeah, it's flying above, correct. So you basically duck under the Celestial's feet, and you don't dent your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is a 27 to hit that guy. All right. That is a... Great strike. And it's uh, 17 damage. And then since I still have haste, I'm going to use my last attack action on him. And that is a 33 to hit. Good lord. So this guy is getting pummeled from every direction. One great axe shot. Slices and then, down his arm, and you just see blood spurting out. He's barely hanging on to his greatsword. You can see the grip shaking, and the, the end of the greatsword is, like, moving a little bit from the what, what looks like grimacing pain to hold on to it. Uh, second hit is uh, 16 damage. Call your shot. Uh, so I swung down for the first hit. This one I'm going to co come up. And cleave right across his waist. So you cut across his waist. The great sword goes clanging to the ground. He turns into a, a mist form, and uh, in his mist form, you can see it start moving toward uh, one of these coffins. The mist form has moved toward one of those coffins. Maybe the coffin it came out of. Um, all right. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Um, I'm going to use... Let's see, I have 80 feet of movement right now since I have haste, so I'm going to move as close to the coffins as I can. Okay, well, you can move You can move all the way to the coffin because they're not that far away. Um, which was you here? Yeah. Okay. 
And that's the last known location of the one that turned invisible. So Crispin, you have... You're basically able to be right there for both. So you've flown past that mist form in, in amazing speed for such a big guy. And shh, come to a screeching halt with a little, little bit of that debris on the floor kicks up as you stop. All right, and that's the end of my turn for now. Grumagak. All right. Uh, so, because I I think that's me down there. Um, yes, it is. You are, okay. you are in the room where the antechamber was, where you saw the mist go around the corner. Yeah, I figured it out. I am going to run up. Uh, so, the last known location of that invisible caster, two spaces it, to the west of it. All right. Sounds good. So that is where I am now. And uh, Crispin, you're going to get a little wet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good verbal. I think I'll Let's live. See. Crispin, you're going to uh, get a little wet. Five, ten, my, oh, 15, my, 20, my. 20, 25, 30. <laughs> okay. So five feet in front of me. I didn't know you felt that way about Crispin. No, 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 no. Not that kind of wet. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's All so right. wrong. <laughs> yes, um, it is. yes, it is. Wow, that really steams me. Oh. So, five feet in front of that, that me. That deserves a golf clap for that one. Okay. What <laughs> five do you, what feet, do you, in, five feet in front of me, a wall of water forms and starts moving at incredible speed towards all of them. So, the mist and Crispin and the coffins must all make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, well, the coffins fail because they're physical objects. Um, uh, deck save. Well, um, I won't tell you what happens with the invisible one, but the, how fast does the water move? Uh, pretty dang fast. It gets... Uh, so it's a 10-foot wide, 10-foot tall wall of water, and it moves in that area over, over the course of of one turn, so it's six seconds. So it's pretty dang fast. So does it appear uh, and move this turn? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So as you as it moves, it in the outline of the water, you see it pass over an object that it now has water droplets on the invisible person. Um, okay. And uh, uh, it passed... right over a what looks to be right behind Crispin. Okay, so... So Crispin, you see this outline go over you. Now, how much damage does it do to... Uh, Alright, so everything that failed takes 21 bludgeoning damage and is knocked prone. What's the DC? I'm, I, my save was 17. Uh, you're safe. So you take half as much and... Okay, so... The uh, you you feel like the water not only revealed the location of this uh, female vampire, but um, knocked she is knocked prone on the ground right by Crispin. All right, and uh, were the coffins destroyed by this? They were both. Good. Of these, 
so all of these coffins are destroyed. They're 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 wood. They're not. They weren't anchored to the the place. These were placed here, so they are destroyed. Okay. Michael, Michael, quick question. Yes. When that vampire in plate armor started moving away, he was supposed to take do two d eight thunder damage. Uh, he was already at zero, though. He's already in mist form. Oh, okay. All right. right. Yep. No worries. Because he was already killed, but when a vampire is killed, they turn into a mist and they try to escape. But you have just destroyed where they are escaping to. Okay. Um, so let me look real quick. Um, hmm. Both of those vampires, because they were a misty escape with what this would be running water, the water, you see the mist. Both of these, so this one actually got killed by the water. It was just prone. I wasn't going to reveal that. But it turned into mist, and the mist dissipates in this water. They have achieved true death. Very cool. And you just hear this. Nice. like a, a high-pitched sound that just disappears into nothingness. There, there probably still mist down here that is last you knew, um, but the coffins are destroyed. Are you guys gonna deal with the other? Well, what are you? What are you doing, party? Well, whose turn is it? Yeah. Top of the round. Top of the round. Bryn. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna walk down to the end of that hallway to the south and just see if I can look for the other mist. It's still floating where it was before. Just kind of, it seems to be hiding, or not, like. It, it's it's a uh, layer has been destroyed, so it is unsure what to do. Okay, um, I'm yeah, that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> okay, that, um, that coffin was empty. The third one. It it was. It didn't have a lid. So we don't know where its body is. Okay. Right. Um, are we still going initiative order, or is it sort of a loose? I'll, I'll let it be um, a loose one. You well, guys just. I mean, I'm I'm next in the initiative, so. Okay. I'm I'm gonna run down, to where the mist is. Before I leave, I'm gonna call for Crispin. Crispin, come on over here, and I am going to take a a, a flask of oil and throw it where the mist is. All right. And okay. so so that it smashes on the ground. Okay, so it, it would give a nice 20-foot splash zone. Yeah. Hey, just as it starts to splash, I'm going to produce flame and throw it at the jar of oil. 
All right. Uh, as what kind of damage is that? Is that fire? It's fire, fire damage. damage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it it's just floating. It's floating there, and as it can't go to its its home and can't disappear, the mist actually starts to steam and disappears. You have vanquished all three of them. Awesome. Ooh, nice. Um, who's still hurt? I'm a little bit damaged. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, a little bit, not too bad. I have my celestial spirit for another, um, well, 59 minutes. So. 59? Uh, wow, it lasts an hour? It lasts an hour. Um, oh my goodness. I can do this once per day. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, it's go I'm going to command it to, uh, touch Talfeth on the shoulder. And you recover. Uh, where's my D8s? You guys, by the way, each get five uh, 5,500 experience points. Oh, wow. Telfith, you recover 14 hit points. Nice, thank you. So close to 11. How much was it? 5,000? 500. So we should be at 83. 83, 283. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, um, I'll let you finish your healing, and then we're going to uh, take a break. Um, before we do anything else, I'm going to put the Great Axe back and put and bring Black Razor back out again. This, yeah, I don't really like undead. I'm, I'm fine with hiding. And I'm going to do the same with my Rapier and Wave. You're swip swap it out? Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna do the same thing with my never mind. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. Switch Whelm from one hand to the other, then back again. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, yeah, and then like realize I have a shield and my and my space and just like Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I I transfer my staff to the other hand and then put Bernard on my <laughs> I just go my, arm. my arrows. Very cool. <laughs> I go pick up my arrows too. Oh wait! <laughs> and the vampires in their banished death plane are just like, "What happened? What? Who were those guys?" <laughs> Where's twelve seconds of my not life? You got NAB. <laughs> you got NAB, baby. <laughs> listeners thank you so much for listening to our dungeons and dragons podcast you can get to know the players who are making this so much fun at recklessmoves.com there's player profiles there's a little listener's guide so you can listen to uh find out about all the non-player characters that are important and the acolytes of soul background i want to thank 
D&D Beyond, where we get all our source materials, keep track of our characters. We are now using it for Encounter Builder and Initiative Tracker. It is a chock full of feature website, and I love it. It even has a built-in dice roller, which I love because it adds up your damage automatically. How cool is that? Want to thank Blue Microphones, QSC Mixers and Speakers, Sennheiser Headphones, and Coffee. You know, coffee may, may cause a cheerier demeanor. Want to suggest for music, audio with two eyes, audio.com. Audio with two eyes.com is a great place where you can, for an annual or lifetime membership, get licensed music for podcasting, like this one. We also occasionally use Creative Commons music from Tabletop Audio, Serpent Sound Studios, and filmmusic.io. The party is in a dungeon. That dungeon is in the mountain. That mountain is in the Griff Mountains, and that is in the land of Greyhawk. In Greyhawk, you will find wonderful maps. Well, in the real world, you'll find wonderful maps of Greyhawk at AnnaBMeyer.com. For Dungeon Masters, there are tons of resources, but I like using donjohn.bin.sh. I've donated myself because there's some great Dungeon Master tools for characters, naming, inns, towns, maps, all sorts of cool stuff. We want to thank the Adobe Creative Cloud. We use a lot of Adobe products here at Reckless Moves. Very, very cool. I want to thank Fender Guitars. I think that's it. My name is Michael Cremeen. I am the Dungeon Master. Let's get back to the game. Call your shot. we're back from our break party has just uh, permanently killed three vampires and uh, recovered a little bit now deciding what to do next you guys are in a um, in a hallway because it comes to a T and you are Seeing what you uh, want to do next. Can I investigate the coffins to see if there's anything of value? Um, they uh, were destroyed, and you don't see anything of value here. Okay. In this in this uh, area. 
this is much this is very different i will point out than the crypts you've seen before where there was a permanent mount these just seem you could tell that as they were destroyed these were placed here um not um they're mounted there's nothing um that you see um roll an investigation to see if there's anything around them I see anything. Um, uh, like nothing to observe. <laughs> Those coffins are broken up pretty good. Well, if there's nothing else here, let's let's continue onward. You guys want to check out that room that other vampire was hiding in? Sure. Yeah, let's go. I think that's a good idea. All right. So we're going to investigate that room. Um, roll a... Who, who, who is searching? I'd like to try to investigate. I'll search too, I guess. Okay. So two of you are searching. I rolled a 21. Okay. What, what are we rolling now? Investigation? Investigation around this room here. The room to the south that you didn't... Wow. The mist nope. was in. I rolled a two. So, uh, Twig, you don't see anything um, of value. However, you do see on the ground in the, the small squares here that there appears to be um, like a brown flaky substance that you recognize as dried blood. Mm-hmm. As if people were sitting in this small chamber watching something terrible happen. Uh, okay. Alright, I let everybody know, yeah, there's dried blood here. This was uh, a theater of the macabre. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel good here. Does, does, um, <clears throat> does Whelm detect any kind of door in this room? Uh, 30, no, Whelm does not. No secret doors or anything. Okay. Shall we uh, continue on eastward? Yes, yes, let's go. Okay, same marching order, I guess. Green All right, you're almost as hyper as me. I'm taking the lead. All right, yeah, as you he- go back out of the... As you go back out of this room, uh, to the east you see, I'll, I'll uh, show you, it is a very large circular room. There are stairs to the north and south in the circular room where you can step up onto this platform. Uh, you see a kind of a smear, which looks like dried blood uh, about 50 feet across. So it's a it's roughly a 40-foot um, diameter room, circular room. And across, you also see it, uh, a small 20-foot ha- hallway that is... Uh, I'd like sorry, to... 10-foot wide hallway that is um, opening into a larger room. I'd like to investigate this area for traps. 
Where are you investigating for traps? The circular room? Like... Well, you gotta be specific. Like... Okay, I'm, that smudge. I want to see that area where the smudge is. I want to look on the floor, on the ceiling above it, to see if there's anything that caused the smudge. Okay. Uh, roll your roll your investigation. That's a 15. You don't see any, any obvious source of why that um, blood would be there. All right. Mm. Uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to continue onward. See if I can look down the hallway, see how far I can see. Okay, so you're walking across. Um, your marching order again is Gormagat, Crispin, Alpha, Twig, Sariel, and Bryn. Okay. Um, this, as you, as the few of you walk into this circular room, you see another larger chamber, and there is a raised dais. There are more smudges of uh, what looks like dried blood. There is a, a big room. Uh, as um, It seems like as a certain amount of weight uh, crosses this room, I need everyone except for Grumagak and Crispin to roll a dexterity saving throw. I'm on my broom. Do I have to? Um, no, you do not if you're on your broom. Okay. <laughs> That's a 19 for me. Bryn, Telfit. Uh, Telfit. Got six. Okay. And what'd and you get? And Bryn is 22. Okay. Uh, so as you guys are crossing, two of you leap out of the way um, of a, what looks like a, a 20 foot, uh, a 10 foot square where that um, smudge was. And Telfeth falls down and I need you to roll a uh, uh, another dexterity uh, saving throw yes uh, wait yeah, I, I wait I can cast as a reaction feather fall okay so I'm gonna cast feather fall on top of as a reaction okay as a reaction yes. and you don't need the second deck saving throw you fall down and you take uh, very slowly you fall down, which will allow you to avoid falling onto these two-foot spikes at the bottom of a ten-foot pit. Ooh. And so you only take uh, 13 piercing damage. Okay. Ouch. Thanks, Twig. Yep. I throw my rope down. Okay, so um, you are able, even though it's a dwarf and heavy plate, with the combined strength, you guys can care, you know, pull up Telfeth well, out six. of this. <laughs> so. Well, you've got Crispin and and everyone else helping. I mean, yeah. With five on one, you can pull up a, a plate mail, plate well plate mail wearing a dwarf. Hmm. Um, so. As this, um, as you pull out that you, you see a, a very clever 
uh, cover pop back up, it is imperceptible from the rest of the room. Um, when Talpeth was in there, did I see any like uh, any any like dead bodies with maybe stuff with treasure in it? You gonna go back in the pit and investigate? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, Crispin, can you uh, use your sword to push this open? I'm not going to use my sword to do that. I don't want to break it. Mm. Okay, well. Can somebody wedge this open for me? Um, I, I think we should probably just move on, considering okay. we still don't know where we are. But I got a question. Um, Grum, Grum, you said that... Uh, you read something about a place like this about Frostraiser. Yes. It didn't say exactly where, but Frostraiser should be somewhere in here. Hey, uh, Whelm Buddy, you know anything about this? Have you ever been here before? That doesn't look very familiar to me. I, I mean, I don't want to be falling down in pits, though. You know, I don't want to find another door to... No offense, Dalfit, but uh, you're kind of clumsy sometimes. Yeah, I know. I mean, the, the killing the giants was fun, but you know, it's a uh, try just walk a little lighter. It, it's part of my uh, je ne sais quack. Je ne sais quack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a real quack, Dalfit. <laughs> as I stroke my beard. <laughs> okay. All right, so, all right, we'll skip the treasure hunting and try and be careful. I look, give, gives top of the side eye. Okay, well, you are now... in this larger room. Avoid the... Floor panels with spots on them, please. All right. Uh, so where are you walking? Give me an indication. All right. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to go up and look through the hallway, starting with the north one, then the east one, then the south one. So like just stand okay. at the entrance. As you, and as you pass this green area, a, a bit of cloud kicks up and I need you to roll a, a uh, saving throw constitution saving throw okay that's fine everything's fine here we're probably gonna die from just we're all good yeah. uh yeah everything is perfectly fine perfectly 100% that's 10 all right um you you take uh <coughs> start coughing and you take uh five poison damage <laughs> you, you, you okay there? What, what you happened? saw you saw as he walked up a little mist kicked up. <clears throat> oh, it smells foul. Is that the same mist that we saw earlier? It is. And I think we need to avoid those green little spots like that on the floor. Well, the, it's hard to tell where they are unless you're like going find some method to check ahead of you like i don't i don't know what to tell you 
and that it's it's very it was only perceptible because Grumagak specifically started looking around and checking the room out. Uh, all right, miss. a lot. Hey Grumagak, why don't you back up a little bit and let Crispin uh, lay on hands? There. No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You mean uh, Talvin? Everything no, is fine. I, I, I meant you know the, fi- the fire that comes out of Crispin's hands. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna. After he goes through there, I'm gonna produce flame and throw it at the green cloud area. Uh, and what you see is this kind of, uh, this kind of like firefly effect where it goes, and it, the fire spreads throughout these little flecks along the ground, and you see them turn into ash and kind of float away. Thank you, Crispin. Well, I think that's over with. All right. As you see to the north, in the um, you see a, a larger hallway, about uh, pretty wide, and a, it looks like a larger room. Okay. So as as we're walking, the, these hallways are twenty feet wide, twenty feet tall. Um, this room, just remember, each one of these little squares is five. So these rooms are huge. It, so, it, and given the height of the room, um, how tall is the tallest person here? Six nine. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're you're fine. It's, it's <laughs> oh, oh, it's dub, more than double your. It's a little more than double your height. Oh, okay. Um. So, okay, from uh, the Grum, entrance of this how room. Does that, how do you feel, Grum? Do you feel like um, that, oh, that good. stuff is uh, is sticking around? And... Grum, are you going all the way north, or you, were you just taking a glance at each direction? He just said taking he was, a glance in was, each direction. He was taking a glance north, and that's what he you could see from there. You see a uh, another room that has two pillars in it. Um, you can barely make out a vague sh- uh, shape just out of the line of sight from where you are in this uh, room. To the east, you actually can now see that this comes to a kind of an end in a little uh, alcove. In the alcove, uh, it appears to there are two jars just sitting on the alcove. To the south, you see uh, the hallway opens up into a lot... It's a long hallway and it opens up to a larger room. Mm. Well, I suppose we should check out that shape first. Uh, I'd like to go back up to the northern hallway. Okay. And uh, try and see if I can make out what it is. All right. So you're just stepping it up in here. Um, As you... Um, step in the room of about five feet, you can discern what looks like a a statue uh, of a very similar to the one you saw uh, in the in the entry uh, in the crypt that had the portal up here or down here over here wherever it here is. Um, you see a statue much like that but bigger. All right, well, seeing as it doesn't seem to be a threat, 
I'm going to come closer, look around the room, see what I can see. Um, the room appears to have the same kind of... It, this architecture in these rooms is very similar. But in this room, it does have the same kind of effect where there's a little, like a little ramp that goes up to an overlook in this area, except that right in the center of this one is a statue of a uh, large, um, he has his arms, elbows straight out, a great sword thrust down at his feet. He's standing upright. Um, the face is uh, behind a, uh, a helmet, so you don't see a face. Grumagak, I wouldn't go near that thing, Grumagak. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. It doesn't seem to be moving. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to, like, frisk it with my mage hand, pretty much. Like, that's pretty much the motion I'm doing. And the statue goes, <laughs> um, Yeah, nothing, nothing seems to, uh, nothing seems to happen. It just, it just, there's nothing on it. So as the mage hand covers, it doesn't seem to move. Mm. All right. Well, I don't think there's anything here. After all, there was nothing in the other room. Can I uh, investigate the wall behind it? You'd have to go up to the wall behind it to investigate it. Um, I gotta. I'd like to go stealth mode here. Okay. And roll, a, roll, a, roll a stealth check. Yeah, it's a whopping 15. Okay, so in dim light, 15, you, you feel like you're pretty stealthy. Okay, so I'm basically going to go up the ramp behind this statue and uh, use my mage hand to kind of, well, no, I'm just going to take a close look at the wall behind it. And okay. roll, roll an investigation here. Um, what is your investigation? 24. All right. You you do see, very similar to what was in the other room, a, from your vantage point, you can actually see some blood over on behind this pillar mm -hmm. that doesn't appear to be as dried as before. It seems more fresh. Um, and uh, behind this pillar, you see um, another jar very similar to what you saw in the other room in that alcove. A little clay jar. Okay. I basically, I'm going to stealth back out of there and let Grumagak and everybody know what I saw. Okay. And oh. uh, I don't know about those jars. I don't think we should be touching those jars. All right, then, if you say so. But I guess the only way to get think? them would be self. Um, what was that? What do you think? Guess... Well, well, I mean, you, you saw two in this alcove here. Two of them sitting there, and you saw and um, Twig saw one in the northern chamber, hidden kind of behind. It looks like they're the same type of jar. You don't know what's in them. You haven't looked at them yet. I don't know. Yeah, I. I you guys can look at them, but I've heard stories of people who could store their essences in jars and stuff and especially things 
really bad wizards and stuff. So if you guys want to take a chance, go ahead. Really? In a jar? That sounds weird. Yeah, it's okay. You, I mean, I, I'll support you guys whatever you want to do. Because I'm less roguish these days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I'd actually like to uh, walk up to one of the jars with oh, well. of... in the oh. in the northern room behind the pillar, or the ones in the alcove um, in the center. I'm going to go to the ones in the alcove. Okay. And uh, I'm actually going to use Whelm uh, to cast Detect Evil and Good. So it's a range of uh, thirty feet, a uh, thirty foot sphere around me. Um, where I will know if there is a celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet. You don't detect any good or evil, or any fey, undead. And then I also know if there is a place or object within 30 feet of me that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. Hmm. One of the jars has been desecrated. One of these jars has been desecrated. The one, the one in the north, the one to your left. The one to, to my the... left. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't mm. see that. How that helps? Mm, do I? Uh, I'm gonna do a. Your your detected evil doesn't detect undead, right? It does. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Okay. So, I don't know. Twig might have a point where we should, you know, maybe leave these jars alone. Probably. I mean, there's traps. We've been attacked by vampires. But this one hasn't been desecrated, so maybe I can open this one. Maybe we should pour the desecrated one into the undesecrated one. You know, you know what? You know what we haven't done in a while. Is there anything magical around us? Detect and, magic. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, I'm going Is to. Is that going to be a ritual? Yeah, I'm going to sit for ten minutes. <laughs> for brevity, unless you're doing something else in that ten minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes pass, and you do detect. How far do you have range of detect magic? Uh, it's a 30-foot radius. Oh, that's 30-foot radius. Okay, so... Uh, that, would be, that would cover the entire alcove, huh? Um, both jars are magical. The desecrated one as well? Yep. Do I know what school of magic? Um, it would be... One, the one on the left... I don't know what kind of magic it is. I just know it's. I understand. Yeah. Um, uh, so the one on the left um, is is necromancy, okay. and the one on the right is transmutation. Right. So there's magic. Uh, that one's necromancy. And that one's transmutation, which means it's probably either going to turn us into something, or it turns into something else, or yeah. 
Which have one is, I is, is heard is of such jars? Is the one that's, that's been desecrated? The one with necromancy? Yes. Uh, have I heard of such jars as a necromancer? Um, I don't think so. This is something that, um, not, I don't think it's something you know. You know? <sighs> as much as I would like to experiment on that. You could just take it and just put continue. it in your own stuff, so that way if it blows up, then you die, and it's okay. Or, you know, we could, could see. not touch anything and just keep going. Yeah, I don't think touching them would be a good idea. I figured, you know, I figured touching things in this place is bad. As, as, someone oh. who ha as someone who has touched things regularly in the past and have it blown up in my face, I think I'm starting to learn from my experience. You know what we could touch it with? We could touch it with your magical hand from far away. I can touch it with fire from across the room too. That doesn't no you, no. You stop burning things. Except I for I can throw whelm at it. I can throw whelm mm. at it. I mean, mm. again, that's breaking things. We, we just want to poke things. You know, like like what if we just poke it? Um, what you am know I what? No, I am, shouldn't I am do that. going to. I am going to demure, and basically not, and let's kind of go south maybe. Wow. What if we pour the contents of one jar into the other jar? Uh, uh, you know what? Let's move along. Um, you know what? Let's if, discuss this as we walk to the south. Yes. If Twig, if Twig is being cautious, then that must mean something, because like I'm the cautious one. So. Yeah, a room Maybe full of giants. Cloud. No, it's a room full of giants will do that to a, a, a halfling. Oh yeah, that's true. That, man, that's supposed to be. So that's what you feel every day, huh? Kinda, sorta, yeah. Oh man. So like, do people go up to you and be like, "How's the weather down there?" And, and then and then ask you to get stuff on the lower shelf, and then put uh, things on the shelf that's slightly okay, too high. Okay, so I walk forward <laughs> and pour the necromancy jar into the into no the jar. Uh, okay, as, um, do you, are you serious? Yes. Okay. Dead serious. <laughs> okay. After so, all, I am necromancer. Okay. <laughs> so as you pour one into the other. The jars crack, and a uh, a rabbit appears out of the one jar, and the jar with necromancy mixes with the rabbit, and it it starts writhing and it, it shriveling, and you can see that some curse of this curse this rabbit, and it shrivels, and its hands curl up and gnarl, and it falls down dead, and it's body starts dissolving into a skeleton. Killed a bunny? I'm gonna take the transmutation jar. Uh... No, they're... Alright. That... Oh, the, 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 the transmutation jar cracked and turned into a rabbit. The necromancy jar then dissolved the skin off that rabbit. Alright, I am... There is now a rabbit kneeling... skeleton. Alright, I am kneeling next to it taking furious notes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going Taking to, uh, notes on a dead rabbit. I'm going to, uh, how uh, intact uh, are these bones? I'm going to, uh, uh I mean, it's, it's a, it's a rabbit skeleton. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to collect this big, that wide. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to, before you do that, I'm going to cast uh, gentle repose just so it can't turn into an undead rabbit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna collect the the rabbit bones. And then I'm I mean, just like muttering. I'm gonna at the collect breath. the rabbit bones and put them next to my serpent fangs and baboon fangs. Okay, if you get if you summon an undead rabbit. Oh, Talfeth. Talfeth is collect is the collector of the group. Uh, All right, I'm just muttering furiously. And then what about the other jar? <laughs> All right, let's go. How, how long does how, how long does uh, detect magic last? Ten, ten minutes. Okay. Same as detect good and evil. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll use my mage hand to go grab that jar from around the corner behind the column. Okay. Um, as you do so, um, roll initiative. Yes. Uh... See twig. You shouldn't have touched it. What did you do? <laughs> now you chastise me. Oh, for the love of science, just touch it. Well, because every time you touch something, something bad happens. Every time Grunt touches something, something dead happens. Mm. There is there's a pattern here. So uh, initiative cereal. Me neither. Oh, uh, I got a ten. Okay. Uh, Crispin. Fifteen. Bryn. Seventeen. Uh, Twig. Seventeen. Grumigak. Only the best rolls here. Uh, six. <laughs> Telfeth. <laughs> Ten. Uh, okay. So, that creature with the sword um, starts moving as soon as you touch that jar and starts moving toward you very slowly, apparently, um, because of a very low initial in initiative roll. Um, uh, so, in order, Twig, Bryn, Crispin, Serial. All right, the, the jar is still in my hand, right? In the my jar, mage hand. The jar is in your mage hand. So I am going to fling the jar at the statue so that it breaks on the statue. You fling the jar with your mage hand. Uh, roll a, roll a, an attack. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is a four. <laughs> okay, so uh, your mage hand throws the jar and even though this guy's barely moving thus far, <laughs> just started moving, suddenly it, it, you're like, you ever see a pitcher throw a wild pitch? <laughs> it throws, and it's almost like it curved to the left and smashes against the wall. Um, and the contents of the jar um, fall to the ground, and you hear, it, 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 like there's molten metal sitting in a pool now. Mm hmm on the uh, on the left. Okay. Well, it was a good idea. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Uh, you doing anything else? Um, well, I, I don't know. It, with that, I guess that would be counted my, as my action. That would count as an action. I am going to uh, use my bonus action to click my uh, boots of speed. Okay, sounds good. And uh, so yeah, I'm and I'm just basically going to uh, back up a little bit. 
so that uh, I'm just I'm, putting you in your normal order, basically. Yeah. Well, I, I did have to be within 30 feet to grab the... Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Well, you're closer then. Yeah. But now I, I would be back now. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. You used... Yeah. You, you boot the speed, right? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you basically went... Picked it up. Oh, it's moving! And you... <laughs> yes. And then, then got the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> All right. Bryn. Okay, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike. Oh, okay. Um, so the next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack, then a mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact and possibly restrain them. So... What is the type... What is the effect of the restraint? Uh, anyway, hey, roll your attack. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, um, I, mm, that's a natural one. So bountiful luck, bountiful <laughs> luck, bountiful luck. You can use you can use that once per round, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I used it before the last battle, so Right. It's a brand new round, correct. I just yeah. wanted to clarify. So that is a twenty not natural to hit. Okay. So at twenty, you you hear a ping, but the arrow does Barely embed inside the uh, um, move the plate mail of this. Uh, uh, well, it's like you don't know if it's plate mail because it looks like it's a statue that has come, but it does barely pierce in. Ooh, okay. So then that is six plus three is nine, and then I had my deadly ambusher since this is a first. Attack. It is. So that's plus four is thirteen plus my sharpshooter is twenty three. 23 damage first attack. Okay. Yes. And then, so now he has to make a strength saving throw or be restrained. Uh, restrained. Okay. Yes. A 19. That saves. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, and then that's the end. No, oh, that's my first one. That's my first attack. Ooh, yeah. I still have another attack. Now, does he make, need to make that save again as he moves? No, it was just the first time. Oh, got it. Okay. If he was restrained, then he would, but since he succeeded, he's fine. Um, so then this one is a 22 to hit, and this one is 21 damage. 21. Wow. Yes. Good first attacks. Yeah. Roll full damage. And then I'm just going to stay where I am. All right, Crispin. Uh, do we know if this creature is undead or not? I don't think. Does does that spell you use last, or is it a one-time? Talfith still has the spell. It's been it, unless it's been ten minutes. It, no, it hasn't. It's only been a few minutes. Um, okay. You do not detect undead. Okay. I okay. don't detect undead, Crispin. Okay, so then I'm going to go ahead and uh, charge up there and smash it with Black Razor then. All right. So that's uh, 23 to hit. It, you, The slash cuts into what looks like maybe it feels like iron. Like you're slicing through and uh, uh, slashing on iron. Weird. It's like a metal creature. Uh, that's... 13 damage for the first hit. Wow. 
You guys are getting some great damage. Uh, and that is a, let's see. So that's 30 to hit. Two black razors. Oh, I'm hungry. And then five is 14 damage. Very nice. So you're finding that it's very hard to hit, but at some level you're taking, you're literally cutting pieces of, of an iron flakes are falling on the floor as you're cutting this. So you, it seems to be made of iron. Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I'm going to do for now. Okay, so you're right in his face. Um, yep. You're you you were second, so I'm going to move you up to right in its face. All right. All right. Serial uh, then Telfeth. Okay. Um. First, let's see. Where is everybody? Uh, they're all very close to you except for um, Crispin uh, Crispin, who has rushed up into attack Um, which which heart am I am I the Uh, you are the uh, third in line as as always you're still in marching order I'm going to let's see 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 Uh, I'm going to move 15 feet so I'm within at least 30 feet of everybody so oh, I'll move up. okay. I'll move up. Uh, so you're going to basically be right by um, Twig. Twig, yes. Uh, then I'm going to... Oh, uh, is, am I within 30 feet of Crispin? Yes. Okay. Uh, I am going... Uh, uh, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Um... I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon as my bonus action at level 2. So a Spiritual Dog Whistle appears directly over the uh, Iron Creature. Uh, I rolled a 19 to hit. The, you hear that... And it, it seems like the whistle didn't complete. Ooh, that's not good. All right, well, I don't like that. So then I'm going to do... So it's almost like a 19 didn't hit, but a 20 did hit. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 irritating. Um, I'm going to do uh, Toll the Dead. We like to broadcast our hints here at Reckless Moves. It, it's almost as if... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do uh, Toll the Dead, so it has to make a wisdom saving throw of 17. Oh. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it it might be strong, but it's not wise. 11. All right, so it takes 2d12. Uh, Oh, wow. That's right, because it's uh, second level. No, no, no. It's a cantrip, but it took uh, took damage. So instead of 2d8, it takes 2d12. Oh, got it. Um... And it takes uh, 18 points of necrotic damage. It take it does seem to take like full damage as these uh, that necrotic energy from the 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 bell. Oh, good. 
it, it seems to swirl around and eat a little more. You see some more flecks of iron fall apart. Okay. That's my turn. All right. Talfeth and Grumagat. Okay. Um, I'm going to run... Let's see, which which one am I? Am I toward the back or the front? You are. You usually are last or second to last. Uh, I'm usually up by like where Crispin is. Okay. Crispin's um, usually in the in the back. <laughs> okay, so. So if I can, I'm gonna try to this get. Is, this would be uh, then Talfeth would be uh, third, and I guess you're okay. here. Um, so I'm gonna try to get. If I could, can I get within 20 feet? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're playing two characters. My mistake. Yep. This is Talfeth. Um, Talfeth. Yeah, we have, we have a substitute today, and it's confusing <laughs> the DM a little bit. Um, yes. Oh. <clears throat> sorry, I had my morning voice. <laughs> <laughs> Movement of 25? Yes. You are... Uh, yeah, this is a large creature, so it's occupying more than the icon indicates. So, yes, you are within now, with, barely within 20 feet, but you are within 20 feet. All right. Okay, Welm, you ready? I am not always ready, man. <gasps> what are you going to say today? <laughs> and that is a 28 to hit. All right. Uh, take that, you little ankle biter bastard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so that's seven plus nine is six. He doesn't always make sense. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> uh, and this is not a giant, correct? Not a giant. It is a large creature. It is not a giant. Okay, cool. So it's um seven nine eighteen damage. You are just so as the impact from the throne warhammer comes back. It impacts really hard, and you can see a dent in the iron from that. Nice. Okay, I'm going to throw it again. It appears like pieces of it now are falling apart a little quicker. Um, this is a not natural 20. Okay. Damage. And that's a 7. No, this is 15 plus nine, 24 damage. It, it seems to start to... Um, its movement is a little uh, halted now. Nice. Anything else, Topeth? Uh, no. No, that's all I can do. All right, Grumagak. All right. This is going to be a relatively short turn. I'm going to walk up and use Chill Touch on him. Oh, Okay. Uh, that is a not hit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. All right. And I assume you're not staying. And I mean, you just walked up to. Remember, this is this is a large creature, so it would occupy four squares around here. Um, so that's that's melee range right there, where you are, from the touch spell. Uh. Yeah, I'm not. I, actually, no, it's not a touch spell. Oh, it's not. 
I it's a range spell. How close do you it's have to be for it? Within 120 feet. Oh, so you didn't have to move. Yeah. At all. Okay. Yeah, it, it misses. Anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, now this um, creature makes no sound, um, but it does try to um, slam Crispin out of the way with his fist, tries to slam you against a pillar. That is a 26. Which is barely. Um, you, uh, I want you to roll a strength, uh, strength check. And you're trying to beat a 19. You take I... 20 bludgeoning damage. I'm trying to see if he knocks you to the side into the pillar. Let's see, strength, that's a 25. Okay, so he hits you. It hurts. You take twenty bludgeoning damage, but you are not you, you're knocked in uh, aside uh, into the pillar. But you, your strength stops it before you take additional damage. A uh, quick question: Does uh, Sar is Sariel's guardian still active? No, I cast detect magic, so it went away. Oh, <laughs> I realized that after, and I was like, "Whoops!" All right, so. <laughs> Out of, then, like, out of then, curiosity, when he's forcing me out of his space, does that count as a chance for an opportunity attack? No, but he's about to give you one uh, because he's moving 30 feet forward to right here. Wait, five, ten. Forced movement doesn't give you opportunity. If you voluntarily move out, that's... He is one. voluntarily going right by you. Okay, then I well, will take the opportunity attack then. Which is a 20, 29 to hit. And since uh, it, his movement stops to zero at right next to me. Um, hmm, one second. Yeah, it would stop it. I had to check. Um, so he would be stopped. Right. You know, I'm going to use... Uh, here, I'll do this instead. So you can see exactly the size of this thing. So he's stopped right there. That's the... The creature is... It's a large uh, construct. Um, all right. So it uh, did that. It reaches the sword and swipes right ahead of him. Um, and tries to slight, swipe you, Crispin. Okay. Did he? He took the uh, the nine damage, or I'm sorry, the uh, fourteen damage I gave him, right? Correct. Um. Oh. Uh, seventeen. That's a miss. All right. So he slams you to the side. You stop him from moving with uh, an attack from the side. He reaches back and he tries to slam with the great sword and. You parry it with black razor and black razor says, No, we'll have none of that here. Alright, um, but he does turn, looks at everyone in front of him, and he and he 
green cloud that looks exactly like what's been on the ground that you found before. These green clouds that have been sitting around. Um, I need everyone to roll a constitution saving throw with a DC of 19. Uh, does that it. include me? Um, no, you, he's blowing a cone at, at these three here. So this would be um, Twig. Yeah, I actually uh, am going to use evasion. So if I succeed, I take no damage. Okay. Uh, that would be Telfef. Evasion only works for dex based. Not yes, this is dex, isn't it? It's constitution. It's constitution. Twig, um, Talfeth, and Serial. Roll a DC 19 con. And Thanks, Serial. This is poison? I'm it, sorry. It, it, it is. <laughs> it is? Okay, so Talfeth gets. I mean, the, um... I, I said Constitution, so I would have. I would have made the same ruling. It's not as if he... I know, I'm just yeah. teasing. Well, um, so Talfa gets advantage against poison, so this is... Poison. So roll advantage then. I'm going to use my inspiration to re-roll. All right. I, I'm going to use my inspiration also to re-roll. All right. And I got a 21. Okay, that's better than before. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Serial, did you improve? Uh, No, I got, I got a 1. And then I got a uh, well, natural one, and then my second roll was a two, so I got a four. Yeah, Bountiful Luck has been used this round. Yeah. Course, the round we're still in. So you do I'll have an action a, point. Um, I will say 14. you have one. You have an action point you haven't used. You could you could take one reroll from the action point. Uh, no, I'll. Just, it's fine. Okay, Bryn. Uh, Talfift got a um, fourteen. That's with advantage. Yes. All right. Uh, all right, so this poison cloud hits and it uh, encompasses three of you. Those that failed take forty six poison damage, and if you succeed, you you take twenty three poison damage. So I have resistance to poison. So you, so you, so you take half anyway. So you take okay. twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, resistance, not immunity. Yep. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> this cloud, and you, and as it settles, it settles into a fine green dust that starts to settle, and now you realize maybe this or more than. One of these perhaps created those in attacking and killing people created these clouds around. Um, that is its turn. Top of the round. Uh, Twig, Bryn, Crispin. Okay. I am going to attack with wave and I am going to run up so that I'm flanking this creature with Crispin. Uh, got it. Okay, you can do that. Yep. And, and uh, got to uh, sneak attack it and uh, also cast Booming Blade. All right. Mike, that was actually Telfift that you moved. Eh, everyone's within 20 feet. Okay. So that is uh, 
That is a 25 to hit. Uh, that does strike. And uh, 10. So with this booming blade, you hear a little boom. And large flakes of iron start 30. as it burrows in. Large flakes just start. Ah! Waves like. Uh, and that you, it, why would you die? Then that is uh, 30 damage. Ooh. It is, and, uh, you have, bur the, I guess because of the trident, as you went in and boomed the blade, it a huge chunk of iron just comes flying off, and now it has, it's starting to miss parts of it, and you hear clang, clang, as these parts hit the ground. I use and my bonus. It echoes button. in the room very yeah. loudly. Very cool. All right, so I can't, I can't use, do, I use my bonus action to cast uh, uh, the booming blade, so yeah. That's it for me. All right. Bryn. All righty. Um, I'm going to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. I don't need to use my bonus action to do so. I'm going to uh, hit with my uh, hand crossbow real quick. Booming Blade does not use the bonus action? No, it does not. So, um, all right. Uh, that, it's only a 12, so I missed anyway. So Okay, okay sorry. All right, Bryn. But, but nonetheless, he pulls out a hand crossbow and he goes, twing! And the arrow <laughs> almost hits Bryn in the head, but she's very quick with her. The, I'm, I'm quite dexterous, I heard. The, it goes, it, the, ac, the ricochet was very accurate. Mm. <laughs> I give no a sheepish, sheepish grin to Bryn. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Twig. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> and Wade just says, hey, it's okay. We did a lot. Yeah, we did. We did a lot. We did a lot. We did a lot. We did a lot. We did a lot like death. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do what Bryn do be does best. <laughs> I am shocked you're going to shoot things with arrows. <laughs> Got a 19. Um, and 19 damage. Uh, the 19 does bounce off of the oh, armor. It just right. it ricochets right. off and the arrow uh, blunts against the wall. But my ricochet was a lot better than Twig's ricochet, right? Yeah, your ricochet endangered nobody. Okay. All right, I had to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Important things here. Important things. Hey. <gasps> Natural 20. Okay. Um, what is your total damage for next or 20? Wasn't it 41? Uh, no, not this one because I don't have double, double dice. Oh, that was, that was right. top um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to use my, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to undo that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be just, if you're really pissed at your, your player character friend, yeah. I undo your natural 20 in combat. It would be so the funny. dick move of the universe. Yeah, that, that would be a serial move for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. At, no, no. Anyway. So, uh, I see that's, that's, that's not just a dick move. It's the dick move. That's, that's the, the move I'll move. do. That is the move I'll do before. That, that move I... would have to have a name. Like a... <laughs> That'd be the sorry the sorial. Uh, that'd be my sorial move is as I'm about to die, like this die for real permanently. I just choked in my coffee. The ash garden. I'll just be like, peace out, bitches. <laughs> That's the signature in me. And he runs into a hole in the ground and falls dead. 
<laughs> anyway, how much damage is your max? Um, so my max damage is uh, 19 plus the 10 for sharpshooter, so 29. It, um, this hits so hard in his shoulder that it went through and and it went through and took out big chunks of iron, and the iron is clanging on the wall. The arrow comes out clean. Nice. Um, and then as a bonus action, I'm actually going to cast Healing Spirit. Oh. Um, my little healing chipmunk. All right. That comes out. Um, and I'm going to set that spirit on top of... Um, Twigs uh, from my perspective, who looks the most hurt? Like I'm, I'm less than half. I'm like 39. Serial... You saw Serial start Sorry, coughing, coughing and retching from the poison. Yeah, Serial's yeah. worse. So I'm gonna, I took full damage. I'm going to yeah. put um, my little guy on Serial. And as you enter this space, you get six um, six healing, six hits, hit points. And nice. at the beginning of your turn, I get to roll, roll another heal. Okay. All right. Um, what is your... Um, what uh, I believe it's your casting. Uh, how many times you can cast it? Is it your level plus? So the max is ten. What? Isn't it? Uh, Healing spirit. How many times can you cast it? The mod. Are you seeing the modifier? Yeah. Spell casting modifier. Um. So that would be four times. All right. So no, no. It's, I think it's five plus that. So it's nine times. Oh, nine times. I'll okay. double check that, but I think it's. I think that's accurate. Okay. Um, so, so my adding, if you, how many more times it can it can activate? Um, all right, Crispin. I'm just gonna hit him again. I mean, and you got to you have advantage because I'm flanking him. Yep. I already automatically have advantage because oh, I have I black keep, razor and temporary I, hit points. I keep forgetting that. So that is thirty. No, I'm sorry. 29 to hit. Black says, let's do this. We can do this. Let's do this. And it's going to happen. All right. So that's 17 damage for the first hit. Come on. Do it. Uh, it's only 26 to hit for the next time. So that's another <laughs> ni 19 damage. Call your shot. Woo! I'm just going to cleave it right down the middle. Straight down the middle. So... Yeah. With ferocity, Black Raiders goes, yes, cuts it down the middle. It starts to, you see some bubbling start in the center, and it falls down into a pool of what looks like melted iron or something. And you have uh, destroyed this, um, this iron golem. Cool. That's awesome. Did it happen to have a soul to steal? Um, you got hit points. You got hit points from that, don't no, you? No, it has to have a soul. Oh, okay. Um, it does not. Okay. It is a construct, so it does not have a soul. I, I, I stole this beast. <laughs> the Black Rays are like, ah, it's fine. That was fun. <laughs> it does. It does. It does have experience. <laughs> it does. And um, having defeated this, I'm going to say, nice job first. 
Um, you get... While you're doing... I was like, while, you, while you're calculating, can I do the healing spirit to... Yes, uh, that's why I was asking. So okay. you can roll 96 and distribute those hit points. All right, awesome. I could use some. I'm sorry, you... Uh, 8d6. Yeah, because you used one already. Yeah. So let's see here. I'll do Sariel. You heal another 14. Twig, you heal 14. Thank you. And Sariel, go ahead and heal another 10. So that's 24 total. Okay. Uh-huh. And then, um, where are you guys at? I'm at 65 out of 84. I'm 53 okay. out of 62. Okay, so you're pretty good. I what, mm -hmm. what am what am I at? Let me see. I'm 71 out of one. That's a level two spell. That just kicks the crap out of. <laughs> um, so I'm going to lay on hands to myself. Telfet is laying on hands to himself. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna feel myself. And I'm going to use... When I take um, some damage, I touch myself. I do. That's wave um, singing. I'm going <laughs> to use um, 20 of my pool to heal for 20 hit points. It's okay, guys. I'm only at 259 out of uh, 139. <laughs> okay. Uh, Show that's, off. That's just stupid. That's Show just, off. That's just stupid. I just got to say. Whatever, man. You're the Whatever. one who gave him the item. So. Uh, hey, uh, hey, the dice gave him the item. Fo foist it on your own petard there. I <laughs> certainly will be. Weird flex, but okay. Uh, so let's send does Crispin anyone in. Still need, that's, our, like, that's our just our mantra. You're like, so, oh, what's this? Send Crispin in. Okay, Pretty so you, you notice that these... Uh, this metal starts to pool together into a spot, and it, it and you now understand that the room has a center point that is ever so subtly ending where he was before. Mm. So it's it's very very slowly, but you can see the metal starting to pool. Hey, does anybody know how to collect this liquid? Maybe we can collect it into a little vial, and then we can carry around a little iron golem ourselves. We could put it in one of the jars that we emptied out. You have to realize how heavy that is. Like, like you know, like certain certain things look like liquid, but they're stupidly heavy. Oh, oh. and then we can make people carry it and then watch them drop it. And it'd be you want to try it? Or we could throw it at people's heads. That's... XP, 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 XP. All right, so... XP. <laughs> I'm ready for 11, baby. All right, so... <laughs> so, in the... Uh, at the end of this session, I have uh, two things to say. You have 2,500 experience each. Mm -hmm. Thus, you have achieved yeah. level, level 11. 11. Level 11 for the party. <laughs> but as, as all of this noise happened, you hear a voice in the distance. Ooh, we have visitors. And that's where we're going to end. Oh, and we yeah. can't, so we can't actually level up because oh, we man. can't rest. Nope, not yet, not yet. Uh, they always hear us. I mean, we're not quiet. It's that I booming mean, blade. We had the intention. This, this was. Let me let me explain. When you throw Whelm at an iron golem, 
It's a little loud. Like, yeah, and this is this is an inside inside voice kind of situation. It's not as loud as like you know all the yelling that we do and the coughing and the burning and the and the jar breaking and, and the, the laughing, the laughing, and, yep. the, and, and the yelling and the yelling. Well, uh, Bryn's doing the drinking, so we're all covered. All I hear is the screams of my enemies. I'm double. I am doubled over on my broom. <laughs> well, whatever comes our way, we're ready for it, baby. Oh yeah, sure. Chipmunk. Mm. It's fucking chipmunk. <laughs> it's awesome. It just puts me out of healing business. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Need your healing anyway. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Next episode. See you guys in a week. Yep. See you next week. Bye.